at you here. I'm Curtis Crittenden. I'm I'm about to do something I'm a little nervous about because I've never done this before here on this show. This is brand new for me. Um, many of you know we've talked a lot about different things on this show regarding politics and about um, Oregon and her politics and things like that. But we've never done a segment like this before, and I'm really stoked to do it. And I hope you'll share with me in the excitement. I've got a whole intro plan for it. I've got a whole thing that I produced for this thing. I um. And thank you to my guests who are in studio here. And I guess it's there's nothing left to do but to go ahead and launch the thing. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing really left for it or against it. I guess I just better do it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, debuting on We the People for the first time ever, uh, a segment that I think you will really, really enjoy. We're going to make it a regular thing. If it does well, we're going to make it a regular thing on the show. And uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy an absolute mind-bending intro for this new segment that we're about to do. Okay, are you ready? All right, all right, here we go on KSLM History. Here we go and hit it. When you need the 411 on what's happening in Salem, Oregon, you need a member of an elite force, a guide, a helping hand, a hero. You need the Salem Area Chamber of Commerce. Curtis Crittenden here for 104.3 FM, KSLM. And I would like to welcome a very first-time guest. We're so happy that you're here. This is Tom Hoffert. Did I get it right? You did. Tom Hoffert from the Chamber of Commerce, local Chamber of Commerce here in Salem. Uh, We've talked a lot on the show, We the People, about many things regarding our local politics in Oregon and Kate Brown. Holy smokes. Um, But today, we'd like to start by launching a new segment called The Chamber Member. And what that is, is basically, we're, we're part of the chamber, and we have been for years, um, and we invited our local chamber of commerce, and thank you again for being here, we really appreciate it, um, but we invited our chamber of commerce here because the whole point of this show is to be informative, yes, but to also be a part of our community, and that's what we like to be, because um, we, we like to not only be educated, but we also like to pass that education on to other people in a very holistic, very um, very real way, and so this is one of the ways that we get to do it today, we, we have lots of guests on the show usually, but this is more of that tactile, boots on the ground, here's Tom Hoffert from the Chamber of Commerce, the new CEO um, of the Salem Chamber of Commerce, and he's here today to talk to us a little bit about uh, what's going on at the Chamber, some some calendar events maybe, and, and maybe some goals that we're trying to roll out. Um, anyway, welcome Tom. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, Curtis, and Yay. it's great to be here at KSLM, and indeed, your radio station has been a member of the Salem Chamber for a lot of years, and we're very fortunate for that, and uh, I think this strategy by the station to engage with our business community and continue to, as you said, have boots on the street. Uh, there's nothing more be- boots on the street than a chamber of commerce. So it, it's true, and the, the health really of a city is derived a lot in in ways by her chamber. Yeah, our chamber is uh, very unique and special. Uh, we do encompass about forty thousand. Uh, employees in the, in uh, the city of Salem. We represent uh, about a thousand of our businesses that are every day uh, those boots on the street uh, from our mom and pop, independent, uh, small, what we would call solopreneurs, all the way up to our largest employees. Solopreneurs. You're I welcome like to use that, Thank by you. the way. Thank you. <laughs> uh, including our largest uh, employers in the city and the like. Uh, so, 
Yeah, this uh, chamber is is on a great trajectory. It's a very exciting time to be in the chamber world, and our quest is uh, for relevancy and make sure we're de- delivering value back uh, to our chamber members as well as the business community as a whole. Yeah, good goal. Um, and honestly, I, I hear that, and I, I echo that as well because in, in our relationship with you guys over the years, we're, I feel like we should have our own heritage category in chamber. <laughs> I mean, KSLM has been around since 1934, 1934 guys that's that's a that's a big deal and uh honestly we've had such great experiences working with the chamber and not just your guys' staff that's there at the brick and mortar downtown not not just you guys but the people that comprise the chamber members herself um many many people and i could list them i could list them but people that have helped helped us with building projects people that have helped us with catering things, with events over the years um, that are even currently partnering with us to help keep us on the air and to keep the lights on. And and then we give back by helping them promote their businesses. And it's just this really great synergy of, of a workforce. And, and we really appreciate um, the work that goes into that. Now, give us an idea of some, um, maybe a day-to-day that you guys, that you guys are going on right now that you're, that you're working through. Well, you, you know, you hit it on the head. We are an ecosystem in Salem, and the business community is, when the business community is thriving, our community is thriving. And so uh, we we know that our mission is to make sure that our businesses are not only having representation in the key places that uh, enable a business to be focused on the work that they have, knowing that somebody is watching out for their best, best interests, be it at City Hall, uh, the county, or the state level. But more importantly, it's those people who are working each day that make the chamber what it is. We have a 23-person volunteer board of directors that really sets the course uh, and the agenda for our organization. But they are representative of the 1,000 members. And when you look at our membership base, over which 90% employ 20 or less employees, those are your customers Ooh, here at, boy, at yeah. KSLM, and they're yeah. the people not only listening uh, over the weekend and throughout the week, but they're the people committed to making sure the city of Salem is going to be a very special place to raise children, sure. to recreate, and and enjoy what truly makes Salem so special, and that is the people itself. Yeah. Come to Salem. We're a lot of fun. Now, you, talk, you talked a lot about uh, agenda. You mentioned agenda there. What's, what's on some of the agenda for the chamber this month? What's, what's coming up? What can we expect? Sure. Uh, well, we are nearing the, the completion of August, and so we really jump off into a pretty fun time for the chamber uh, as we head into the end of, of the calendar year. Starting, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up our first key event of September is uh, our public policy meeting on Thursday, September 5th. That's 7 a.m. in the morning. And we will feature a 2019 legislative session recap. And this isn't where we bring in experts uh, from the industry. We actually bring in the elected officials themselves. So uh, featured at that uh, breakfast, pardon me, at that that morning meeting will be uh, Bill Post, Yes. We'll have Denise Bowles. We will have Raquel Moore Green, our newest uh, state representative, and we'll have uh, Representative Brian Clem. Now that is a great cross section of the individuals that are elected uh, in this in this region to yeah. watch out not just for the business community but for the citizens in general. So you will hear a recap from those experts uh, right on the front lines. I'll quickly transition after that into the kickoff of our Forum Luncheon Series, which is a nine-month series. And that uh, first event, uh, the kickoff event of this year's calendar, will be on September 9th. 
That's at the Salem Conference Center downtown, 1145 to 1. Okay. It is an incredible way to start uh, start the year. We have the Honorable uh, Justice uh, Adrian Nelson is going to be our uh, main keynote speaker that day. But we've got a couple interesting twists. As you can imagine, we're just before 9-11, two days before. So we right. will have a very special tribute uh, to our first responders, including the police and fire. Good. And really a chance for our business community to celebrate those true champions. Yes. We can feel we're doing important things, and we certainly are. But without the security that our first responders allow this city, um, none of us work in an, in an area where we would feel safe. So uh, it's our chance to recognize them, have an outstanding program with Justice Nelson. And for the first time ever, we are going to have a monthly award called the Spirit of Salem Award. No kidding. So you are hearing it first. Uh, this has not been announced yet. You can break this story if you'd like, Curtis. But the what? the Spirit of Salem uh, Business Award will be awarded for nine consecutive months each month to an individual or individuals who have championed the great causes of our city, both in business and the civic atmosphere. Can we nominate people as well and submit nominations and all that good stuff? We have, so we have a process for that. Okay. That is our so first citizens okay. uh, nomination process. Good this is deal. actually uh, a unique way to recognize those who may be a little more of the hidden gems. Uh, it's very hard for community leaders to tout their own horn. It looks self-serving. But guess who can do that hard. really well? Who? Us. Uh, the chamber. The chamber. <laughs> so, uh, yes, we would love to uh, hear any ideas you have for oh, who those people great. are. Uh, this is a, really our communal way to thank those people that have kind of gone under the radar. Yes. But who have had incredibly uh, impactful Man, those unsung heroes, and they will never stand up to be recognized themselves. Never. We're going to drag them in. Yes, good man. <laughs> I, I like that. Now, it's called the, it's not the first citizen. There's That's a different That's a different thing. This award for nine consecutive months per month is called what now? This is the Spirit of Salem Award. The Spirit of Salem Award. You heard it here first on We the People, KSLM. Trademark. Trademark. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's great. So this whole thing is going to kick off, and you're going to roll this out when? Uh, so our first uh, forum of, of the year is on September 9th okay. at the Salem Convention Center. And then that is a monthly program, which concludes uh, with our Business of the Year Awards in June. Fantastic. Tom, this is great. I'm super excited about this. I've got a couple ideas for a couple folks that really, really would never say anything about themselves in this community, but have done so much work in this community to bolster it. And I, I can't wait to share my ideas with you. This is going to be so cool. Okay. Uh, website plug. Go. Shameless website plug. www.salemchamber.org. Boy, he's got a voice for radio too. That's really good. Okay, good. Um, this is going to be an ongoing thing. Are you cool with having an ongoing segment on the show and kind of being the the boots on the ground, as we as we alluded to before. I'm your monthly guy. Count yes. on me. Yes, yes, my guy. All right, good deal. Um, well, let's keep it calendared then. Um, uh, just a couple minutes to wrap up the segment. And in, in fact, and again, I really appreciate you being here. Um, anything else coming up that you really want to highlight? That you really want to draw some focus to for the for the folks listening at home? Sure. Uh, probably the next big event for us, and and although we this probably sounds like we're rather event oriented, it just happens to be coming uh, <laughs> where a few of them hit at once. But our annual golf tournament, uh, the McLaren Classic, named after the great leader Mike McLaren, uh, that is put on by our uh, great 
Chamber Volunteer Committee and, and really headlined by uh, Columbia Bank and the incredible work they do in our community. But that event is on Monday, September 16th. Uh, there are two tea times, 8 a.m. and 1 p.m. And I'll tell you, the exciting part about that, Curtis, is it, anybody can go golfing. And golf tournaments are many, sure. often, and you see a whole lot of different variety. Something very unique about our tournament is we have two businesses featured at each hole. These are small businesses. They're allowed to share with the golfers a little bit about what they do. So it becomes a very communal day on the golf course. That's at Illahi Country Club. Uh, that is open, of uh, course, to all of our members. And uh, there's even a couple non-members who are coming in and said, boy, we got to be a part of something special oh, like this. fantastic. Well, I'm looking forward to being a part of that myself, in Great. fact, and boning up on my golf game as we speak <laughs> so I don't look completely useless out there. Um, now, businesses can actually sponsor a hole, correct? Uh, yes, and is we, there any left? Any, sl- any slots Well, left? that's a great question. Now, what we do is want to put you in line for for an opportunity for next year. We are we're full. Uh, we are we're wrapped up and full with sponsorship. All right. Uh, I would never be one to uh, like most nonprofits. I, I never like to turn down an opportunity, but do want to stay very true to our investors Absolutely. who have stood up uh, early and often said they want to be a part. Good, good deal. Well, I'm looking forward to attending and being a part of that. Don't shame me too bad. Uh, on the golf course. My friend, if you see my golf, I came out of the ice hockey world. Oh, watching you? me golf is like watching wait, Happy Gilmore. Wait, what? <laughs> you, you're, you're my Happy Gilmore? I am. Uh, my golf game is horrendous. So thank goodness I found something I can do uh, pretty well, and I'll stay in my huh. tried and true nonprofit world. Tom Hoffert, ladies and gentlemen, Salem Chamber of Commerce. I like this guy. This is great. Thank you again for being here today. Uh, any last words as we're about to close out? No, just thank you so much to the small businesses in Salem that make us so strong and uh, keep up the good fight. There are good things ahead in this city, and we are committed to be play a role in that each and every day. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Tom, for being here. And we'll be back with more on We the People when we return right here on 104.3 FM KSLM. Stay tuned. Right, and we are back. Curtis Crittenden here for 104.3 FM KSLM. We the people. Uh, what a great time that was. That was really cool to have Tom Hofford on, uh, Chamber CEO of the Salem Area Chamber of Commerce. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you to his assistant, Gabby, who did a great job doing some uh, some photographing there as well. Um, what a cool what a cool intro <laughs> on that new segment there of the chamber member. Uh, wonderful, wonderful time. I'm really, really glad. Actually, it's really kind of cool when you're able to come together like that and kind of share content back and forth. Uh, it really helps, man. It really helps co-branding for the show and co-branding for our city. And um, I think we touched on it a little bit earlier. It's one of the ways that we like that I like to give back. I mean, we we give back and we are part of the community and we're a very active member of the community and we're looking forward to continuing on and work with the chamber and um, moving Salem forward. And we just are, appreciate you guys so much. Um, and thank you to all of the sponsors here of the show. Um, we really appreciate you guys being a part of it and keeping the lights on as it were um, and uh, keeping we the people moving forward. And, and honestly, we're part of a, we're a smaller part right here of the greater resistance. And, and what, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is simply this. There's a lot of democratic 
CNN fake news, all kinds of dark, dark rhetoric, um, Antifa towards um, our president right now and towards our country. And it's really, um, if I can be candid, it's getting out of hand in a big, big way. And so there's a really big resistance forming, you know, the 1776 baby all over again. And we are on the front lines going, hey, we have a voice too. And, you know, we disagree with some of these things going on and we want our opinions heard. And it goes back um, to what we touched on previously. Um, We want and need people in leadership, especially in government, who have the best interest of the people at heart in which they govern. I mean, just pure and simple. I mean, don't you want a leader in your school, in your local government, in your church, in your wherever, that has the best interests of the people at heart? Yeah, church is a little different, obviously. A little different because, you know, you got to be talking with Jesus. But, um, but in all seriousness, don't we want leaders and don't we want to elect leaders that have our best interests at heart? Not the best interest of their political career. I mean, I feel like we've had a good dose of that in the past. And I feel like now as we're moving forward, as we're getting a little older as a country and, and try, it's like we're trying to mature past a wall that doesn't exist, right? Because it's an ebb and flow. There's, there's no real, there, there's a, there's gotta be an end point to all this ridiculous stuff that's going on. Um, Antifa is, is one of them. They just beat the crap out of a girl up in Portland, um, for wearing a, um, uh, make America great again hat and some Trump gear. You know, I, I am so proud of the patriots of this country, uh, and the patriots of this state even. And I know, I know we're a blue state. I know, um, we're not a swing state, baby. I know that we vote, this state votes de- Democrat more often than, than anything else, but, um, you know, there are large areas of this state that are red. And, but thanks to the electoral college, we vote, the Oregon votes blue all the time. So I'm no stranger to that, but I just, man, I feel like we've gotten a healthy dose of crappy leaders that, uh, we just need to weed out. And, uh, and, uh, you know, even up, even up North in Portland, there's, there's been just Antifa movements and stuff, people getting beat and it just just got to stop. I mean, Trump himself called it domestic terrorism, and it's it's terrible. Why we have to be a part of a society that has to deal with that stuff? We already have to deal with the one percent of the population who uh, is a part of the LGBTQ community. Which I'm not judging them. I love them. I disagree with their lifestyle. Um, doesn't mean that I that I can't say, hey, guys. If we have to be so tolerant of you and your lifestyle, you've got to be tolerant of us and our lifestyle, which, let's be honest, is completely unabased from each other. We're completely separate. You live your life. Let me live my life. Um, you do you lo- your life choices. I'll do mine. Um, you know, And their rhetoric is constantly... We, we have to deal with the one less than 1% of this population of this country that demands tolerance and demands to be taken seriously and demands, demands, demands to be not judged and to be just, ah, when we are, the rest of us have to walk on eggshells because of it. And God forbid we have our own opinions about it, right? God forbid. I mean, isn't that the whole point of living in America is having your own opinions and the freedom to say and do and go and be whatever you want to be. I mean, it's like, that's, that's the freedom that we enjoy seriously. So I don't understand. I I really, really don't. And, and 
with with domestic terrorism being at the level that it is now, um, I don't feel good about it. I don't feel like it's a thing that should be allowed to continue. Um, I would hope that something would come to a peak and our our president and the leadership would go, nope, no more. Um, I just don't know what that would look like. I What I would love to see happen is I'd love to see those people in prison. If you're part of the Antifa movement, you should be in prison. Um, you are racist. You are um, radical in your socialistic thinking. Um, soup, yeah, someone someone just posted up on the on the Facebook page there, and we the people super racist. They are it's very racist, and uh, honestly, frankly, should not be allowed to walk around as free citizens. They really shouldn't. I, it's just it just blows my mind. Um, this poor girl that was up there in Portland just got beat, and a few other people got in the way of it and got hammered too. And it was just it's not right. And uh, I don't want to live in a in a society where that's allowed and tolerated, but apparently it is being tolerated. And um, domestic terrorism is one of those things that we should not be, we should not have to endure. So um, anyway, I just want to throw that out there. Um, we're going to come back with more We the People when we return, but I wanted to just preface all that um, by, by saying that. And we're going to come back, we're going to talk about the trade war uh, right now um, as it explodes, as Trump clashes with the U.S. Um, firms with the U.S. firms over the order, as it were, to abandon China, block fentanyl shipments and things like that. We're going to get into that in the next segment when We the People returns right here on 104.3 FM KSLM. Find us on Facebook, if you will. Find us on Facebook there at We the People, at Allegiance to the Flag. Um, you can find us there. And uh, message the show. That's the best way to get a, uh, a hold of me on the show, especially if I'm talking live and looking at different articles and stuff like that for content and whatever. Get a hold of the show that way. Um, or you can email the show at allegiance, uh, excuse me, allegiance to the flag at yahoo.com. Um, but definitely check us out. Check us out on Facebook at Allegiance to the Flag or We the People right here in Salem, Oregon. I am Curtis Crittenden. We'll be right back with more We the People when we return. Stick around. I am so glad you're joining me today. This has been um, a really, really good show, and I wanted to just dive right back into uh, President Trump's trade war with China and how it totally boiled over uh, here just today, uh, yesterday, actually, over Beijing slapping the um, the retaliation. I guess you want to call it the revenge tariffs, as it were, on America. Um, and he actually, President Trump declared that he's ordering the U.S. companies to prepare a leave. Um, he's preparing to leave the country to um, and relocate here back home, uh, prompting it, it. What it did is just prompted some pushbacks from from the corporate America. But anyway, he he uh, quoted this quote. I'll read to you directly. He said, our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. Trump tweeted in a um, pretty harsh um, set of uh, statements there yesterday morning. The, the president went on to call on companies to, quote, search for and refuse uh, shipments of the um, opioid 
uh, of the painkillers, the fentanyl from China. So that's that's been a thing. Um, he even tweeted out here just yesterday morning, um, our country has lost stupidly trillions of dollars with China over many years. They have stolen our intellectual property at a rate of hundreds of billions of dollars a year, and they want to continue doing so. I won't let that happen, he said. <laughs> we don't need China. And frankly, would be far. Uh, oh, dot, 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 never mind. <laughs> I'm reading his. I'm, re- I'm reading his his, uh, his tweet uh, directly off of him. Go to, go to go check it out. It's a pretty pretty cool pretty long tweet there. But um, better off without them, he said. The vast amounts of money made and stolen fr- by China from the United States year after year for decades will all stop. Wow, that's fantastic, he says. He goes on to say, our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing them home. Blah 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 blah. And actually, you know what's wild to me? What's wild to me is that as this brawl sort of continued, um, the the Dow kept just plunging um, as this this thing sort of started to unravel and whatnot. And now, currently, I think I believe the Dow has plunged 500 points total, which is which is wild to me. All it really does for me is beg the question: Why China would a promote and and post new tariffs on us, on on us U.S. people, um, and then what would be the point of that? I I honestly don't know. Other than they just want to get more money out of us and stuff like that, which is which is makes sense from a business standpoint. But it's already expensive enough. So now what we have to do is, and I believe wisely, Trump is asking people to do this, business owners and large corporations to do this, is find a way to do it without China. Why not do it without China? In fact, he's saying, Trump is saying, better yet, come home and figure out a way to to settle in and in, into your business here and figure out a way to do it here. Well, it'd be better for our economy. It, it would promote more jobs. I mean, that's that would be the whole point to me, right? Doesn't that make sense to you? Makes sense to me. Um, I'm going to play a quote here uh, real quickly. Um, this is from the Bloomberg. Um, China sets new one-year... Uh, LPR at 4.25% in August. This is quite an interesting development here. Out of China, this new rate system, markets disappointed. Doesn't necessarily mean lower rates going forward. And can it generate demand for new credit, you think? Well, I think it's a race to the bottom. As you know, globally, uh, with the Fed leading, all the central banks around the world are moving towards lower and lower rates. And I don't think China can escape uh, that phenomenon. Um, and as you know, they've already given up on the currency. They've decided to break that magic seven level. And now we're in a situation where uh, the sky's the limit, really. So uh, I think we're going to see lower rates in China and elsewhere. Is the right move, though, yeah, Mark, because it is liberalizing its financial system further. This is a step in the right direction. Uh, Yes, it is a step in the right direction, but believe me, it's going to take a long time before China gives up control of its interest rates and its uh, exchange rates. So I don't think we can expect a truly liberalized market for a long time to come. Mark, looking at Chinese stocks, they've done better than the S&P all year long. 
given that they're getting higher weightage in the MSCI, well, the only way is up? Or do you think the risk of a slowdown in the economy uh, would, would play a big role in, in, in how investors look at China? Well, I think there are two aspects here. One, of course, is the index weighting. Uh, China's index rating is going up uh, step by step. The MSCI and of course their ratings are going up. Absolutely. This is Mark Mobius, by the way, who sees more opportunities. He says in China to buy good stock, obviously. But again, the worry here is higher interest rates and over time, uh, more money being shelled out from us to them. That's just that's sort of what the fear is, sort of right now. Another index uh, providers are increasing the weighting of Chinese stocks, which means billions of dollars of ETF and index funds have to go into China. It's, there's no uh, two ways about it. The other side is, don't forget, China is still growing at 5, 6, 7 percent, whatever number you want to put on it. This is tremendous growth. So uh, there are going to be many opportunities in China to buy good stocks that are yielding high dividends and are growing at a good pace. Mark, what are you buying then? And what are the opportunities in China, especially at these times when we've got to all these geopolitical uncertainties? Well, the key, in my mind, is uh, dividend yields. Uh, because with uh, the situation in interest rates around the world, people are now looking at yields in stocks. Because they're not getting anything in the bank. And in fact, as you know, in Europe, they have to pay the bank to keep their money. So I think there's going to be more and more interest in Chinese companies as well as companies around the world who pay good dividends. That is the key, I believe. All right. So there's that. What about the bond market? How close? I mean, with this new reform coming in place today, how closely are you looking at that as a burgeoning one with more and more liquidity coming in as well? Well, what we're looking at is uh, what companies are able to raise money and how risky uh, is the company as regards to being able to pay back those bonds. Uh, this is a very, very difficult situation. And talk about risk on. That's really risk on because we're uh, racing to the bottom, as I mentioned. And we're in a situation where uh, more and more companies that are really not qualified to raise issues are going to be raising those issues and putting investors in potential harm. So this is something we have to watch very carefully. I'm not just talking about companies, I'm also talking about countries. So we're in a situation where the risk is going to be increasing at a pretty rapid rate as people rush to try to get yield. Anyway, there it is. I wanted to kind of give you an excerpt of that um, and kind of what that looks like and broad stroke it just a little bit and kind of how that's going to affect the economy on both our coasts here um, in in the years to come, which is why I think President Trump is calling for corporations, um, especially the larger ones, to come home. I mean, it's it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, and, and here's here's why I think there's there's a reasoning behind that is we we still have a deficit as a country to China. We, we still owe them um, quite a lot of, of coin. All this is doing is paying out more dividends for them. Now, in the grand scheme of things, with this amount of money, it would behoove us both um, economically and militarily to get rid of this tariff, obviously, but they're not going to budge. China, you heard them yourself. China's not going to budge, and they're not going to give up control of that for a very, very long time. So what's the best way to circumvent that? Best way to circumvent that is to call our businesses home 
and bolster our economy so that what? So that we can end up in Sobacto paying out our deficit in more money in over less time to get out from under our, our, our halo debt there with China. They own us. I mean, I'll just be honest. They flip and own us, man. So that's kind of where, where that was headed there. And, um, you know, at, at this point with the trillions of dollars that we owe them, Trump's right. I mean, I really feel like he's right. Not because, not just because I like our president or, and would vote for him again, but I honestly believe that it was, it's a good business decision. You have to look at the country like a business, like a whole business. And how many outlying things do we have? How many things do we have that are outsourced outside of our borders? And what can we afford to keep out there? What can we afford to come home? What do our assets look like? I mean, you have to look at it like a viable business. And right now, China is treating us like a child's play thing or like the orphan child Oliver asking, please, sir, I want some more, right? Does that make sense? So we have to shore up our own borders, uh, build up a wall. We have to um, protect ourselves from outlandishly stupid tariffs like this that make it more difficult and in the long run cost us more money to do business. And so it is very wise and a very smart business decision to call our assets home, call our businesses home and say, hey guys, please, I'm employing you, please come home, reestablish your businesses here so that A, our economy can be bolstered, B, more Americans can return to work and get jobs, and C, be able to pay off our national debt quicker. Come on, it makes total sense. Anyway, we'll be back with more We The People when we return. I just wanted to kind of uh, give you a little bit of an excerpt there and, and give you the update 411 on what's going on with all that. Uh, but more to come on We The People when we return. I've got a little surprise for you. I didn't want to say anything, but I got a little surprise for you. We return right here on 104.3 FM ASLM. Stick around. back we the people i wanted to kind of change gears a little bit and go more domestic here local right in our own backyard uh, up north of us from salem here in portland uh it looks like antifa struck again and i just wanted to to draw some attention to this and uh, break it down for you a little bit fox put out a great great article about it, a great video about it and if you haven't seen it or heard of it I want to just uh, play an excerpt of it for you right now. It's only a couple minutes long. Um, it's really, really, really sad. Give it, give a listen here uh, as they go over just exactly what happened in the events thereof uh, in Portland here just the other day. Police are warning people right now to get off the streets. There's too many of them. It's for vehicular traffic only. That's what's going on. People carrying sticks, 
all kinds of uh, forms of weaponry here. So what you're hearing here is a very, very less than peaceful protest here from members of Antifa all over downtown Portland right now. The the clip's almost over here. I'm going to play you a couple more things. The the police, there are there are folks hollering at the police to get these guys out of here, get these out of get these guys out of our city. Um, the problem is there's such disrespect, and they're standing there not doing anything, and they're just standing there, continuing to walk in the streets, disrupting traffic, and then they end up beating this girl um, just in the face and all over just prove a point what's the point i don't understand why this is why this is allowed to continue but the police officers are doing their job they're standing there keeping the peace they're on bikes they're in their cars they're have the swat teams out there just in case and what they're doing here in just a second you'll hear the bullhorn coming over the people in the traffic to disperse and move north get out of here move north um otherwise we'll be forced to use weapons and yada yada it's just it's it's happening in our own backyard, and it's really, really scary. And honestly, if I was in Portland and I, you know, profess to be a Trump supporter or a Republican of any kind, or conservative at all, I'm at I'm at risk for just walking around downtown. I'm at risk. Why does this have to happen in Portland? Why does this have to happen at all? We we live in America. Last I checked, right? Anyway, check this out. First from the area north. This is now a civil disturbance. Failure to do so could result in arrest and use of force, including riot control agents and impact weapons. Move north. Move north. Disperse from the area north. This is now a civil disturbance. Failure to do so could result in arrest and use of force, including riot control agents and impact weapons. Move north. Move north. Disperse from the area north. This is now a civil disturbance. Failure to do so could result in arrest and use of force, including riot control agents and impact weapons. Yeah, you can you can hear the traffic just pouring in here, just saying phrases like, uh, obviously profanity and stuff like that, which have been bleeped out for our our ear protection, but and our FCC protection. But I mean, you're hearing people like, "How do you guys sleep at night?" And they're they're standing in the cops' faces, yelling at these guys who are there doing their job. They're in full SWAT gear, uh, riot control gear, and stuff like that. And these idiots of Antifa are up there and even the stupid pro even the stupid stupid just bystanders standing around um are are right up in their faces and they're giggling and laughing at what's going on and having their cell phones out recording all this doing Facebook live and stuff it is so disrespectful and this kind of a this kind of a protest shouldn't exist in America it really shouldn't Antifa sh- they are cowards they are uh, professional rioters and um, honestly, they can kick and scream all they want and shame on them for, for doing this. This is America, damn it. And yes, you have a right to protest, but peacefully protest. You have a right to protest peacefully, but you do not have a right to come into this country and, and act like that. That is terrible, absolutely terrible. And, um, you know, that you should be in prison. You should be in jail. Um, for for promoting domestic terrorism in our country. I mean, that goes way beyond freedom of speech. Can we just be honest? 
that goes way beyond peaceful protests and freedom of speech. I mean, yes, we enjoy these liberties and freedoms in our country, but when you take it to that level and it's now uh, being called domestic terrorism, do you really want to be part of that regret in our country's history, in our nation's history? Do you really want to have that regret on your conscience later on? Yeah, I was just young and dumb, but it was college, man, peace. Do you want that on your record? <laughs> like, yeah, I was arrested once at an Antifa riot in uh, in Portland, Oregon. Why? That's really dumb. You know, that's not something to brag about, bro. I don't know. That's just where my heart is on it. These guys have no business being in our country and promoting this racism and this horrible, horrible um, display of <laughs> behavior. It's absolutely crazy. And, you know, what's what's just as painful and difficult to watch is how our armed forces and the brave men and women on the police force um, who have literally sacrificed time with family and different things to be their protectors and they're having to put up with this and even more than that there are innocent people who are walking around like me and you who might be trump supporters or Republicans are just more on the conservative side of their beliefs paradigm. And here you can't even walk down the streets of Portland, Oregon, Portland, Oregon, without feeling like I, I'd better walk on eggshells or I better not look at someone wrong way. Or God forbid, I, you know, I attract a member of Antifa down on my head right now and I'm going to get a beating of a lifetime. I mean, first of all, bring it, bring it because daddy's always packing. I'm just going to say, you know what I'm saying? This is our America. This is our country. We need to start treating it with respect. We need to start being respectful to our law enforcement, our military, and thanking them for what they do. And I'm not trying to make this into some military thing, but I'm saying, or some some you know veterans association you know praiseworthy thing. I'm just saying this country deserves respect. We have earned it with our blood, with our lives, with our sons and our daughters. And these people of Antifa have no respect for our country, no respect for her laws, and no respect for um, her her people, just, just being honest. And I hate that. I really, really, it really grinds my gears. So uh, anyway, pray for our nation, pray for our country, and, uh, you know, vote, vote correctly, vote your conscience. <laughs> and uh, man, if you have a voice, speak out. If you have a voice, speak out against this baloney um, like the Antifa movement, and uh, it's right in our backyard. It's right here in our backyard, and, and we've, we've got to take a stand and just and, and put a stop to this. These people should be in prison. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Um, we're going to come back and talk more next week on We the People. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much to our sponsors. Thank you so much for uh, the YouTube clips there that are really, really helpful with content. And uh, I will be back next week with more we the people right here on 104.3 FM KSLM. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at Allegiance to the Flag. Um, or you can check us out uh, actually over here on SoundCloud at We the People Live. We the People Live. Um, you can you can hear all the episodes on there and get a good dose of what we're about. And uh, and I think you'll, you'll really enjoy it. All right, that's it for me. I'm out. I'll see you guys next week. Take care.